Welcome to Season 2, Episode 28 of The Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. Stephen, I thought we would never get to Episode 28 of the second season. I know. It's, um, it's, we, it's the elusive 28, it is, actually. It is the elusive 28. Uh, yeah, we had, we had a little hiatus last week. Yeah. For it's various right. reasons, but we're, we're, back we're back with a vengeance. With a vengeance, a I vengeance think, baby. Yeah. Oh, no. Know, oh, no. I'm very happy. Dude, I, I just spilled coffee on the, on the carpet. Don't tell Lauren. Don't Shh. tell Lauren that there's coffee all over the carpet. And it's probably Jesus. not even a little. It's probably like the whole thing. Ah. Uh, wow. Did do you, you know burn that? any parts of your, did you burn any man parts? No, but I got coffee what? on the, th- oh, man. Do you, you know, know, I, um, I once spilled, you know, what? I, I was worried. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Republic is still standing, even though we haven't been here for two weeks. Even though I spilled coffee and I was on the... very worried. Oh, man, I'm in so much trouble. Damn. Anyway, well, look, the Republic is still standing. I don't think that it's going to come down this week, but maybe yeah. it'll come back, come down this coming week. I, I you know, it's, it's, it's awfully touch and go here from day to day. I mean, Everything is touching up. Did you see Rod Rosenstein? He's like, uh, one, we're a country of the rule of law, and two, I'm not giving the Republicans anything on the Russia investigation. Yeah. Wait, I have to take issue with that first premise, though. What? Are we still a country of the rule of law? I don't know. It's really touch. I mean, like you said, it's touch and go. Fortunately, Mr. Institutions Matter, our institutions so far, as we've discussed before, are holding up. They're they are. Shaky. Definitely They're shaky. shaky. Yep. They're rocking right now. They're, you know, some of them are more fragile than others, but they're holding up. It is, it, it is actually, given the assault on our institutions, in, in every way, from every direction on this, from this administration. I mean, what Trump said yesterday about that judge in Virginia who didn't actually say what Trump said he said, um, but it then Wait, are creates... You saying that, are you <laughs> saying that the president lied? <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, shocking, yeah. right? Um, I've never heard was, of such a thing. But what was important about it was where Trump said it, to whom yeah. he said it, and where it was broadcast, so that it creates a narrative and reinforces a narrative that Robert Mueller, a Republican... James yeah, Comey, let's not forget that. a Republican, Republican, Rod Rosenstein, Republican. Uh, or Stein. Is it Rosenstein? Oh, well, you know, Rosenstein. he did an event at the museum this week, and he said it's either one, which is kind of weird, right? Do you go by Steve or Steven? Right. No. No, I go by Steven. No. Like, I don't go by Rothschild or Rothschild <laughs> or sometimes, depending on how you feel. Is it Levine or Levine? You're right. Like, come exactly. On. It's totally weird, right? So, Own uh, your name, dude. Own and the Keebler Elf. Who's been surprisingly, you know, Docile. for all of his problems, he has not been down with firing Rosenstein, Steve. So, Rosen, um, Rosen, Rosen, Rosen penis. <laughs> so it reinforces what the president said at the NRE convention that this Ugh. is, in fact, a witch hunt. I mean, is it is it a Republican coup against another Republican? I mean, the whole thing is just is crazy, but it, it is. It is true in 15 or 16 months that he's been the president. The assault has come daily and from multiple yeah. directions and not just from the administration, obviously from his henchmen in Congress. Uh, henchmen. I but like that word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And, Devin and, Nunes is definitely a henchman. Oh my god, Devin Nunes! I can't yeah, believe people a, vote for him. Even if you're, hombre. even if you're a conservative, this is a guy who is. He's not. He's a. He's. He's just an opportunist, and he doesn't well, care yeah, about the country. It's just, he's vile. He's vile. He is completely carrying the president's water and and shirking his responsibilities in Congress. Yep. It's it's. I mean, can you imagine of all committees to be politicized, the House Select Committee on Intelligence? That is a shanda. That's like uh, that's like the photo of, of Kirkland Locks that I posted on the Amen Corner Facebook page. A, a shanda. You know, I saw that picture today, and it made me just sad. <laughs> it just made me sad. Well, I was lost in Costco, and I, I, I had to call Lauren twice to say, I'm lost. And then the, the third time I, I took my phone out to call, Maddie found me and retrieved me. But I, I, I saw the Kirkland locks, and I thought of you. It's really, you know, Kirkland should not be making locks. Um the, I think we need to talk a little bit about Costco because mm. we each have had, I mean, every, almost everybody has been there. My brother-in-law, oddly enough, told me that he's never been really? to Costco. Yeah. Wow. It's, sort of like a th- it's like a badge of honor for him <laughs> that now he's, that he's never, been, never to been to Costco. But, you know, Costco is pretty good. It's a good company. They give uh, they everybody benefits. Their, and They treat their employees well. Right. And generally speaking, the interactions that I've had with the employees there, they've been Very nice good. people, positive. Uh, I mean, the size of the stuff that you have to buy <laughs> it's there. It's just absurd. You know, it's one thing when you live in the suburbs and you have room right. for, you know, a ketchup bottle that's the size <laughs> of your face. Or actually, you have to buy like four of them. Yeah, at a right. Time. You have to buy four because they only come in four. I don't right? have room for stuff like that. Like you know, I don't need to have very right. much ketchup in my apartment. But you know, they do have a Costco in the city. Right. It's always fun to roam around that place and then be like, oh, yeah, we should buy. <laughs> it's the whole business know. model. Yeah. So we oh, we don't need that, t- but that would be awesome to have. Yeah, we should buy four tons of toilet paper we- because you know we're here. We may as well get it. We 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 were doing that, and then we said, "Okay, this is crazy. We're spending so much money. Let's make a list." And yeah. we're we're pretty good about making lists. We have, we prob- probably have not been to Costco in six or seven months, and we made a list, and we blew right through that list today. We were yeah. like, "No, that's awesome. Buy that. Throw it in there." Have you ever walked out of Costco with spending less than two hundred dollars? I think it's impossible. It's impossible. I think it's totally impossible. But, and they design it that way. Right. Well, and another thing that d- the way it's designed is, you yeah. know, first of all, when we go to Costco, I do not drive to Costco. Lauren what drives to Costco. Oh, uh, why? Because I think the I think the parking lots are designed in a way yeah. to kind of get you amped up and anxious because they're so mm. busy. They're not bu- they're no Costco I've ever been to has a parking lot that's big enough. And mm, there's crazy people everywhere and just throngs of people. And so it, and, and it's just not big enough. And so like I, I can't drive to the parking lot. It makes me crazy. And in fact, before we get into the store, I have to do like four namastes. Um, know, this is this is also exacerbated by the fact that in the suburbs, everybody has a gun. <laughs> not my suburbs. But well, certainly in New York City, I'm not worried that somebody is going to get so fed right, up with being right, Costco. Right. But I, you can imagine place. in Florida or Texas, there's a oh gunfight in the Costco parking lot. You know what would cause a gunfight in any Costco? What? When people line up for the free samples. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mia ate her way through Costco. 
It's like people have never seen food before. She's like, we didn't try the burritos. We didn't try the burritos. We got to go back. We missed the burritos. Um, anyway. Did they, did they have free samples of the of the smoked salmon? No. No, no, never. No. Even Kirkland smoked salmon. No. Have you ever had the Kirkland smoked salmon? I believe I have. Really? Yeah. I don't yeah. want to talk about it. Yeah, I, I, I want you to talk about it because I feel like you need to come clean about this. It's, no, I, I mean, look. I, it, so you get Costco I, bagels and Kirkland smoked salmon? No, I don't salmon? get Costco like, bagels. You may as well kill yourself. No, you may as well commit suicide. Never. But have there have been times where, you know, there have been times when... I don't know. We, I don't. We, I guess we've been having people over. I don't know. Just close your eyes and say it, Stephen. It happened. It, no, it it happened. It happened, and it was it was it was a it was a terrible thing, and I didn't want to give into it. And I mean, look, here's the thing. I don't have the benefit of living a couple blocks from Barney Greengrass. Oh, that's so true. And I mean, there is a kosher bagel. There is a like a Jewish bagel place here. I would say the other one is kind of, but you can get like, you know, a, a bacon, egg and cheese on your bagel. These guys are kosher to the point where they're not open on Saturdays. But the guy is such a jerk. You go in there and you say, hey, I want, you know, a dozen bagels, a pound of cream cheese and a pound of lox. And he looks at you like, what are you doing here? Why do you want this? Why are you bothering me? And so, and then, and and so I have been in there alone and then it takes his time. It's like out of spite, it takes him like 45 minutes to get me a baker's dozen. Why do you think he doesn't like you? No, I, no, I think he's like that with everyone. Interesting. Goldberg's bagels and they're pretty decent bagels, but I can't deal with it. So I go to, as long as we're we're talking about smoked fish, I need to give a huge, huge shout out to a men corner listener. Uh, John Bierman. Okay, John Bierman. John Bierman from St. Louis, Missouri, mm-hmm. uh, who is a, a, a just a really menschy guy yeah. who, during the shiva for Michelle's father, sent over this enormous uh, delivery from Russ and Daughters. Oh, and I mean, that's fantastic. All of the good stuff, like two different kinds of smoked salmon, a whole white fish. And sable. Oh my God! Man, heaven. But you guys must have been thirsty. That's a lot of smoked fish, bro. Well, when you eat it twice a day for like three <laughs> days, you get very thirsty. Listen, we gotta go when I'm up in New York. Yeah, to Barney Greenberg. Oh, it's our safe. I don't know if, if I it, can handle it. It's our safe John space, Beerman, man. John Beerman is like my drug dealer now because he got me so hooked on that. But like, I had to quit cold turkey. Dude, we have to go to Barney Greengrass. I need a lox and eggs and onions and a bagel for uh, breakfast. I, I won't say no to go. Come on, there. it's our safe space, man. It is. It, it, or as Jordan said, it's your It's a spa. Is that what he called it? He called it your spa. And we said it was our safe space. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go to my happy place. Although nobody's very happy in oh, there. Oh, they're mean. But the yeah. food is so good, I'm willing to the endure it. The food is good. And, you know, they're, they're always pushing the beverages there. Like, oh, how about some coffee? How about some orange juice? It's like, well, what are your margins on that orange juice? And you're pushing it so hard. And I'm like, I don't want orange juice. But I just need to go back for a second to talk about that, you know, the Russ and Daughters. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. go ahead, please. Because he, you know, John had emailed me, and he's like, I want to send something. I'm like, dude, that's so kind of you, but it's so unnecessary. Right. And he's like, 
I'm sending you something that everybody wants. And you know what? He was absolutely right. <laughs> he was absolutely right. Nice. I saw this thing and I was just like, excuse me, I have to go into the bathroom for a few minutes. To Did you just take the, all the sable with you? <laughs> I wrote, I You're like, excuse me. me. Michelle finds you in, in your in like the corner of your bedroom, just eating sable in the corner, just like <laughs> rubbing it on my face. Yeah, it's it's so, so good. It's so good. My hands smelled like smoked fish for like a week. <laughs> nice. It was so good, though. Thank you, John Beerman. Way to go, All John right. Beerman. Yeah. Way to go on the Russ and Daughters. So speaking of New York City, um, speaking of Russ and Daughters, yeah. Rudolph Giuliani. Oh, why? <laughs> why, must you, why do we have to pivot from something that made me so happy to something that makes me because, so unhappy? Because we have to talk about it. He is, yeah. he's, like, he's like Mr. Evil. Go back. Dr. Evil. Do, he's Dr. Evil. You know, you, I hate to say this. I hate to put it this way, but, but, but 9-11 but was the best thing that ever happened to him. Because yeah. it sounds really terrible. That's but when he became America's mayor. He became mayor. America's mayor. But no one remembers that on September 10th, every New Yorker hated him. Well, that's not true that no one remembers that. You know who remembers that? Yeah. Minorities who live in New oh, York right, City. Right, right, right. They remember that because he was an asshole. But he was, at and that point, he was, an, he, was, he was that, and you owe money to the swear jar. He was Ooh. that to Ooh. everybody. You're right. I can't believe it. I owe money to the swear jar. I know. Yeah. Anyway, Rudy was a bad dude. And so, and he's proven, I mean, and then go fast forward to, I mean, there's plenty of bad things from the time that he was mayor until he appeared on the podium of the Republican National Convention in 2016. Ugh. And, Ugh. God, I mean, he went he went from, quote unquote, America's mayor to America's Islamophobe, crazy, America's lying, racist nutter, uncle. racist America? uncle. America's racist uncle. How many times has he perpetrated the lie that Hillary Clinton, when she was senator, did not go to the ground zero? She was there on day three with the president and him. Yeah, but that doesn't fit in his narrative. So let's whitewash that. I cannot believe he's back. He is such – he is truly one of the worst people on earth. Not only is he back, but I texted you about this the other day, and you didn't respond to me. Well, Have you noticed how large he's gotten? He is large. He's, like, emulating Trump. But like, shouldn't we be talking about the way people look? Oh, you're right. You know? You're right. We shouldn't body shame. We shouldn't fat shame the fat because it's shameful to us. <laughs> but he's such right. a bad person, it's almost like we but get yeah, a pass looks, for it. He's creepy. Plus, I don't know if you noticed, if you read this, he also announced he was getting another divorce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Within yeah. the last few weeks. What, what is that, number three? Yeah. Judith Nathan. Are, this is the, was he, the party of family values. <laughs> Judith Nathan, his soon-to-be ex-wife, kind of horned in on him while yeah. he was still married to the previous woman, I think. Yep. Uh, I mean, the way that you just said that, did she really horn in on him or was it the, was it the other way around? Because... No, well... I don't know. I've heard some things. Let You've me just heard say. Some, some I've heard things? some things. Really? Yeah, really? she's not a fine, upstanding she's woman. Not, well, neither is he. Well, yeah. He's, so you put two and two together. You put them together, and there you go. Did you ever? Did you ever see that video of uh, him and Trump when he's dressed in drag? Oh, I, I I can't unsee it. 
It's the worst thing the ever. Ambang, we're going to post that on the Ambang Quarter oh Facebook my page God. just so people can watch it. It's horrible. It's horrible. And weird. It's weird. Really weird. Well, you know, these guys Rudy, are so strange. He's got this thing about getting about dressing in drag. He did, yeah. He's done it on SNL a number of times, and he's did it in that video. There's something about it. You see this. There's a lot of there's a lot of like these GOP dudes, these conservative dudes who like to dress in drag. It's it's kind of weird, man. I mean, look if they're if, if if that's their thing, if that's you know, if that's their if jam, that's, their kink, that's, that's fine. Their kink. But like, it's this kind of you know, I'm the a family hypocrisy. values guy. I'm a tough guy. I'm a you know, I'm a goombai guy. And then the next thing we know, he's in like pink with Curtis. this weird voice, batting his eyelashes at Donald Trump in some video from the, what was it the eighties? I don't know. Ugh, I can't it's unsee ho- it. It's horrible though. It's horrible, and it's yeah. I think he was like groping out his breasts, or I mean, just just disgusting. Weird. Beyond the weirdness, just this is this guy. He basically dined out his client. What's up with that? He's he's got a strategy. He's 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 doing something. He, you know, I never believe that Trump is playing like three dimensional chess because he's just too stupid. Right. But Giuliani knows what he's doing. You think? I feel like you know like he, this evil. This is a smarter evil, and he is a former yeah, you know, but, federal uh, prosecutor. But he hasn't been in a courtroom forever. Yeah, but um, still, you don't you don't forget. Yeah, that, but he's how old stuff. is he? Maybe he's starting to lose it. You think? I don't know. I don't know. I don't but know. I is think it, he may. Be, well, what I is, think he what's, may what's the plan? What's the genius sleep? plan here? I mean, he basically well, said tell us. he complete. I know, but like you're a smart guy. He basically contradicted everything that the president and his lawyers up until now have said yeah. about the payment to Stormy Daniels. Yeah. So what what is it by saying, well, yeah, sure, of course. Because now they're trying to disassociate it from the campaign. So there's nothing illegal about it, what, what they're right. saying. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's one of the uh, – whatever. I don't want to compare it to something that would uh, potentially de- diminish uh, – anyway. Yeah, um, I think that they're trying to separate it from the campaign and just be like, yeah, he pays out lots of money to lots of people for their false stories. Like, oh, that makes sense because the man has a history of stiffing <laughs> right. all of his vendors. <laughs> right, right. He doesn't pay anybody, right. yet somehow he's got this slush fund to keep <laughs> people quiet from telling stories that aren't true. Oh my God! There's nothing. There's no truth that is being told to us on any level. No, no. Speaking of which, no truth told yes. to us on any level. Yes. I have to reprieve our conversation about Scott Pruitt because it just gets worse. <laughs> He's awful. It's God, worse. He's a horrible human being. Oh, my God. As corrupt, so, as corrupt as they come. So he comes to office and he has a list of countries <laughs> that he wants to visit. And he gets these lobbyists and his staff to work on figuring out ways that he can go to things on the government time. So I can't figure out whether he just sees his job as, you know, first he wants to deregulate and then have yeah, fun, well, like traveling the world and be like, oh, I've never been to Brazil. Let's go to Brazil. Right, what's, what's, I want to run for it. president. I got to go to Israel and shake hands with Netanyahu. That, um, that's it. You've nailed it. Right. That, those are the two things he wants to do. I'm deregulating, and I'm going to have a good time while I'm doing it. So start up the jet. Uh, but of course, and you already said it, but where is the first country on his list that he wants to go? 
And who did he get East. to arrange? Didn't he get Sheldon Adelson to arrange it? Sheldon for Adelson was arranging it for him. <laughs> Man, the fish stinks from the head. Oh my God! Come on, this Shelley. Uncle Shelley. Uncle Shelley. That's Dud Shelley to you. Uh, what is, is, is Sheldon Adelson? Oh, he has a daughter who lives in Israel. No, I think a son. Or a grandson is oh, no, in the army. I, I don't know. There's somebody who, you know, is serving in the army. I really just wish that all these, all these American Jews would just stop meddling like this. I don't know. Whatever. How can you say that about the homeland, though? Well, I don't know. I guess, I guess you know, when the United States gives Israel so much in the way of aid, and $38 billion over the next 10 years, I guess, you know, people feel – and then and the Israeli government kind of wants – you know, influential American Jews to lobby their members of Congress. I guess it gives yeah. people like Sheldon Anderson and and they and you know Netanyahu, Ehud Olmert, all these guys. They want like you know they want they want to get paid, so they they sidle up to these wealthy American Jews, and it gives people like Sheldon Adelson, who is destructive, uh, opportunity to yeah. what is that? Be destructive. And it so that's his role in Israeli right, politics. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it goes without saying playing an outsized role in American politics, too. I mean, when you yeah. have Republican candidates, they have to go and genuflect before Sheldon Adelson. And remember, Chris Christie had to apologize uh, to Sheldon Adelson for calling it the Occupied Territories. Well, now the, the, the administration won't even use no, that term, Occupied no. Territories, They, they say disputed, but I, it won't be long before they say Judea and Samaria. Or Greater Israel. Greater Israel. That's so... Awful. But you know what? You mentioned a name, a blast from the past. We really haven't spoken about Chris Christie in a long time. Has anybody demeaned themselves more than Chris Christie? <laughs> what is Chris Christie doing now? Isn't he on like sports uh, radio or something? Is he? I don't know. That's what I heard. I don't uh, know. You know what? We, we shouldn't fat shame him now <laughs> also. so Dude, I was once in a... I was once meeting someone for coffee in DC. At, um, there's this really very very nice coffee place um, attached to the Willard Hotel, the Willard Intercontinental, and this is when this is when uh, Christie was his star was rising, and you know the mainstream media thought it was like this great political style to sh- to yell at public school teachers at forums where they're like, "Hey, yeah. we don't have." books to give our kids in Camden and stuff like that and he would just yeah. yell them out and like people people like Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski were like oh isn't he wonderful and like Henry Kissinger was begging him to run for president and all kinds of crap uh. like that and so I was having coffee and, and Chris Christie walks into this cafe man that guy I oh did my, you spill he, your coffee on the floor then too he, 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 does, he has a, a ginormous rear let me just say <laughs> It's, There's a picture of him. You can, in like you a can land. You can land uniform. a large plane on his on his rear. He's There's very big. There's a picture big. of him in, in like a baseball uniform recently. <laughs> that's it's got his butt. Uh, yeah, we have to post that too. Uh, but you, when when he walked in and you had coffee, did you spill it? That, that no, I was like, oh god, this Chris Christie. <laughs> yeah, I went to a uh, screening of a film that was some of my friends uh, made about. Uh, corruption in New Jersey and Chris Christie was it was the premiere and he was there and it was he's horrible the, the, the mythology about Chris Christie is, is incredible because he was not some hotshot lawyer 
he was uh, he was a guy who was willing to do George W. Bush's bidding. I mean, it was all a political thing. The guy had never been in a courtroom in his, his in his life. But by the way, speaking of George W. Bush, yes, um, amazing. I was I was yeah. driving in to town this week, and I was listening to NPR, and he had given out some award, and had a clip of him, whoever he was giving the award to, I don't remember who it was, and he made some comments and stuff, and I'm driving along, and I'm like, that's pretty good. <laughs> I kind of miss George W. Bush. <laughs> yeah. I've said this before. <laughs> I miss George, George Bush. Bush. George Bush wakes up every day thanking his maker Man. for Donald Trump. Can we just have a George W. Bush years back? No. You know what? That was pretty bad. <laughs> That's pretty bad. I mean, we went to war for Let's no reason. Let's not forget. Millions of people's lives were affected. Iraqis killed. To us. American soldiers killed, maimed, wounded, destroyed people's lives. Not to mention all of the Iraqis who were and killed. That's what I'm saying. All <laughs> the Iraqis killed, yeah. maimed, injured, yeah. and the Americans, and people's lives yeah. ruined forever in destabilization of the military. And, the entire Middle East is like, still a mess. I know. And like, I'm still, I'm driving along, yeah. I'm like, man, Those I miss George days. W. Bush. Those are the days. That's okay. great. That is nuts, dude. Okay. You that is this? insane. What? What happens if in 10 years you're driving down the road and you're like, boy, I really miss Donald Trump. <laughs> no, it's Im- impossible. Yeah. You know what? 10 years ago, you would have said the same thing about I'm, Bush. I know. I know. You never know. I may not like be moving until here. Until the next Hitler comes if we, along. If, like, if we go any lower, I, I'm, I'm moving elsewhere. It, where are you going to go? I don't know. Where are you going? I was just in Canada. It was kind of nice. You know what? With global climate change, Canada is becoming Canada's a looking better good, man. option because it's not that cold all the time anymore. People are a little too self-righteous there. That's okay. We do well with self-righteousness. <laughs> I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> Can you imagine? You'd be like, no. Cut the crap, Canadians. Um, Is right. that on the list? Can you say crap? Yeah, you can say crap. You can say crap? You can totally say crap. Um, what else? I don't know. Where would we go? I don't know. You were talking New Zealand. New Zealand is the place to go. <laughs> it's far. The weather is nice. It's relatively uninhabited. <laughs> I just, you know, if, 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 I, if, I, if we would have to pick up and move... I, I just don't like people. I would, it's because it's because of people, and so I would yeah. want to be as far away from people as possible, like like the well, Falkland Islands, where there are more no, sheep than there are people. What? New Zealand's the place to go if you don't like people. We just have to convince somebody from like the Barney Greengrass family or the Russ and Daughters family <laughs> to, to open, open up, up a satellite, an, and out, an outpost <laughs> in you know in Auckland, New Zealand. Uh, I, I now, actually went what to about Tanzania. Uh, I mean, not Tanzania, no. Tasmania, Tasmania, Tasmania. Or, or someplace in like, some nice place in Africa, like Botswana. Don't they have like good, big animals there? Yeah, I don't think I would do well in a jungle environment. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like you go on safari and everything, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. We'd be like, you know, game wardens or something. Game wardens? We're going to be like Great White Hunter in Africa? No, we'll be, we'll, we're, we're, we're going to save the, the, the game. Oh, so maybe <laughs> we can hunt the hunters. Yeah, but that, means we, would have to, that means we would have to pick up a gun, and I'm opposed to that. Let me think about this. We can beat them up with baseball bats. I'm not opposed to that. They got guns. They got <laughs> oh, right, bats. problem. 
That's well, maybe, maybe, maybe Trump was right at the NRA convention. A good guy with a gun would be better. Let me ask you a rhetorical question. Dude, I listened to some of that NRA conference stuff. Wow. Oh, my God. Did you know that the NRA convention was a gun-free zone? (laughs) Only where the president and the vice president were. Everybody else can carry their guns. Why? You know, I thought only good people would go. Well, that's the thing. Like, if someone would stick a shot at the president, isn't the, aren't the thirty thousand other gun nuts there good guys who can shoot the guy who wants to shoot? Right. You know what? How awesome would it be if there was a gunfight there, <laughs> and they all just shot each other? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> dude! I was listening. They were interviewing. They were interviewing people that's there. The and solution. You know, the NRA, we, we don't like the fact that the NRA has softened its position on guns. I was like, what? 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 Like, they're what? really. I missed the memo on that one. <laughs> like, the NRA, these guys, I'm, I'm from North Carolina and I'm very unhappy about the way the NRA has softened its position on guns. I'm like, yeah, did I miss what fucking yeah. world? Oh, t- uh, swear jar. What fudging world do you live in? What freaking yeah. world do you live in? I mean, great, the craziness. They're actually in the fact-free zone. Dude, it was all about arming teachers. Because that's what you want. You want a teacher who is overworked and underpaid, (laughs) who's monitoring a classroom that has too many students in it with books from the 1970s. (laughs) You just described the Arizona school system. Exactly. So now you get kids who are unruly and a teacher with a gun. That sounds. That That's sounds awesome. Like it By the way, what could possibly go wrong these, there? These these teacher walkouts are pretty incredible. Because yeah, notice, in first of all, deep red states. Exactly, they're all in deep yeah. red states, except for Colorado. Yeah. They're all in deep red states, and it's amazing how the GOP has demeaned these teachers in such a way over so many years. Yeah. That they're kind of like wealthy loafers who don't do anything. <laughs> I mean, this is insane. Insane. I mean, that's Chris Christie became the darling of the kind of Washington press corps for yelling at teachers. Yeah, this whole like I'm completely opposed to, uh, uh, you know, charter schools and alternative schools and like let's work on the public school system. Exactly. Let's improve the public school system that we have. It's not perfect. In some places, it's not even good. But let's strive to make it better as opposed to saying, well, we should really let the free market of ideas into this one. No. Let's educate our children in a way that will make them, that will prepare them to be adults and adults who are engaged and employable uh, and who can potentially be uh, positive members of our society. It is like, so is bad so in places do? like Arizona and Oklahoma where the, where the nutters, and, they, and really, we discussed this before, it's at the state level, really at the state level, yeah. where the really crazy lunatic right has taken over. And they have just slashed and burned education funding because one, a dumb electorate will believe their nonsense, and two, it's all about charter schools and things like that. And they've been such douchebags about these teachers walking out. And yeah. and it's funny, actually, the the governor of Arizona is named Dave Ducey, uh-huh. <laughs> which has, every time I hear a story about this, I'm like, Governor Dave Ducey. And I'm like, Governor Dave Ducey? Um, <laughs> I, you know... This, you can say that word on the MN Corner. You can. It's not in the swear jar thing. Yeah. Um, 
it's just it's it's about time that people are starting to wake up and when and once they've woken up and once they've done these things they realize they don't have that much to be afraid of that you can organize you can resist this right wing and it's an anti-social agenda um yeah. in in creative ways and start pushing back on what's been perpetrated, the lies that have been perpetrated on this country the last 35 or 40 years. Yep. Um, it's... Yeah. We were just at the very beginning of this. No, you're right. Um, And there's something I want to talk about next week. Go. It's the, um, the incel movement. I think that, I think we I think it's time for to, us to talk about the incel movement. Yeah. I, and, and for anybody who's listening who doesn't know, no, no, no. The, let's let's it, keep him waiting. We might well, need him coming back just, next you week. You don't want to tell them what it is. No, no. no. Okay. No. The incel movement. The incel movement. I think um, I think we have a lot to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we do. All right, but I think we're All right, on we're, that happy note. Happy note. We're out. Episode twenty-eight is in the books. Thanks for listening, everybody. We're out.